the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Getting it going here on a Friday edition of Locked on Cardinals, brought to you by Locked on Fantasy Football. Yeah, it's it's coming, man. It's coming. Hopefully you're gearing up for your fantasy football draft. Do that with Locked on Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you with the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked on Fantasy Football is the daily podcast all year round for your fantasy team, and it never fails. Subscribe to Locked on Fantasy. And uh, the news broke right before... We cracked the mics. Looks like HBO is going for the easy ratings grab and tabbing America's team. It's 2021 Hard Knocks squad that they're going to follow through training camp. It's Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at B-O-B-R-E-C-K. Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner. And Johnny Venerable joins us as he does every Friday from Revenge of the Birds at Johnny Venerable. Johnny, what's up, man? Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. So... Also, I should note that uh, we had a great time last night with Joseph on the Cardinal Rule YouTube stream last night, Alex, and uh, Joseph dropped some knowledge on us. I was actually kind of, throughout the stream, he had some little nuggets that I was like, wow, I didn't didn't even know that. We talk about the Cardinals on a daily basis. Yeah, no, it was a good time. Good time. Broke down all the position groups Bo mentioned. It was, uh, yeah, it's always nice to keep it in the family, you know, keep it in the Cardinals media family. And uh, yeah, we're switching to Johnny today, and it's good. It's always fun. It's absolutely great to just to celebrate Cardinals content. Anybody that's talking about the Cardinals, we want to talk to you guys. That's why we do every Friday with one of the best at it, Johnny Venerable. And uh, Christian Kirk spoke to Good Morning Football the other day. He had some interesting comments about his you know, contract year. He spoke about Larry Fitzgerald. We'll get into the Fitz conversation. You know, if Fitz comes back, where does Larry Fitzgerald fit in? I want to get into that combo a little bit because it's a little bit more of a crowded wide receiver room, even than, more so than it was last year. So we'll get into old Larry Legend, and maybe uh, we'll look at back at some of our favorite moments. And then Alex was kind of piggybacking our conversation last night about position groups, about maybe the Arizona Cardinals safety room and how it stacks up against the rest of the division because it's a very talented, very deep safety NFC West. But the, the news came out. HBO just goes chalk. We have to see Jerry Jones. I'm wondering this time because it's the third season. Like, have, they've probably run out of storylines already. Like, are they going to get old geriatric Jerry Jones on some water skis? Is he going to actually jump a shark in this this season of Hard Knocks? Because we've seen it all at this point. I mean, here's the thing: um, they have five primetime games this year which is about right for one of the most meddling teams that we've seen over the last 25 years. Them being on hard knocks is like putting sugar on your ice cream. It's like, what? It's too much. Like I get, unfortunately though, this team may be the most dynamically um, uh, storyline wise that we've seen. You know, Dak Prescott coming off the compound fracture, Ezekiel Elliott kind of a forgotten guy, and you have the trio of wide receivers, and their defense is supposed to be an upgrade from last year. It wouldn't be very difficult for that to happen. But still, I mean, we see him enough. We see him enough. I I think this is complete overkill. Even if it weren't the Cardinals, I just think the Cowboys, I don't care. I don't care. We see him enough. Yeah, I I know you you guys probably don't follow, like, 
the, the superhero world, right? Follow me where I'm going with this. So the HBO Max released that, that Snyder Cut, right? That Justice League Snyder Cut and shelved out hundreds of millions of dollars to redo that, and they took a bath on it. It did not perform well. So I have a conspiracy theory that they okay. need to make their money back in ratings, and so they went with their cash cow with the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, with all due respect to, to Cardinal Nation, this, this is something that has to probably be earned over time. The Cardinals' brand is not a top-tier brand, and they're looking to put on the best television show. So while you and I would, would, would love to watch the Cardinals and Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury – on Hard Knocks, the general public, that's probably not what they're looking for. Um, and while, you know, I, I regurgitate the thought of, you know, another year of, you know, Dak Pres- Prescott, middling Cowboys, Jerry Jones strutting around, Mike McCarthy, nobody wants to watch him, right? No. But they but they, but, but they, they have the gravitas that, that Arizona just doesn't have. I mean, if, if it, I was looking at some – information the other day online, social media presence for the Arizona Cardinals, right? And that gives you kind of a pulse of young sure. people. The Phoenix Suns, a, a, an NBA team, right? And, you know, with all due respect, they're in the NBA Finals. Phenomenal year. But I think they had a point where they had nine straight losing seasons. They have more Twitter followers than the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals have not broached 1 million Twitter followers yet. The Suns now have 1.3 million. And that is a du- direct pulse of young people and who they're t- tuning into, and what is Hard Knocks? You're trying to get eyeballs on it, streaming-wise, right? Well, if the Cardinals don't have a million Twitter followers, and you're HBO Max, and you're you're looking at it, you're an executive team, and you're like, who can we bring in to, to bring in some some you know hard ratings for us to get the train moving? Especially after the Snyder Cut was a disaster, it's probably not going to be the, the Arizona Cardinals. So the Arizona Cardinals are paying the price for Zack Snyder not being able to direct a decent <laughs> film in the DC universe falling horribly short of the Marvel universe. Is that what we're talking about here? I just, I, I'm, number one. <laughs> Can you I'm, tell it's, it's <laughs> early July when we're grasping for headlines? Yeah, exactly. But I just, you know, it, it's like uh, the HBO Hard Knocks Dallas Cowboys is it's the sitcom it's the will and grace it's the friends it's like where if you watch it and you're like ah oh, there's no, it's it's a fun show whatever you realize it's popular but as far as are you going to tab it as one of your favorite shows of all time like there's different options especially now like where you could binge like something fantastic like ozarks like some a diamond in the rough that isn't going to be on network television. That's not going to be shoved down your throat. The Dallas Cowboys are friends. That's basically who they are. Like it's it's okay, right? They haven't done anything for a long time, but they're still going to be popular enough to where they can do a ratings grab. They're going to absolutely do it. I'm just glad it's not Quincy Carter anymore. I think Dak Prescott at least has a little bit more. Uh, you know, it's going to be worth watching. But at the same time, I'll watch Liv Schreiber. Uh, I'll let if if he's going to narrate somebody folding laundry, I'll watch and listen to it. He's probably the best in the game. Yeah, um, Ray Donovan. Not not nothing to tell we ever had at either. Uh, I think that. The NFL missed it here because they had the opportunity to raise the floor from another for another team. You know, Johnny, I agree. Obviously, the Cardinals are probably the antithesis of the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to following, especially because Phoenix is turning more and more into Vegas with the transplant, you know, uh, a nature of who lives here mm-hmm. um, because nobody wants to move to California because it's too expensive. So. The, not necessarily the Cardinals, maybe the Broncos who have a good following. There were some other teams that you definitely could have just raised the floor of excitement, interest in ahead of the 2021 season where 
the Cowboys don't need training wheels. They don't. They just don't need it. Like, sure, it'll be intriguing, but you're going to get so much of it. You watch first take. It's going to be the Cowboys every day to kick off the show. Every day was Dak worth the money every single day when the season starts. So during these slow periods, even though I get that it's when it comes down to it, it's got to be ratings. They just they missed it. It's it's overkill. Yeah, it's overkill. I, I will agree. Chris Gregory, we just brought a graphic on screen that says the you know, best way to raise profile of Super Bowl wins. I mean, it is essentially earned in the NFL if you have recognition. Now, there are some people like the Dallas Cowboys where your market is just so huge and your history in the early 90s is so transcendent. You can conceivably live off that for the next 30 plus years. Right. But I mean, like I hate to use this example, but I mean, the Seattle Seahawks are in a market size very comparable to what the Cardinals are in, maybe a little bit bigger, right? And they're buried kind of in the Pacific Northwest. And you've got, you know, the Niners are up there. It could be very easy for San Francisco to be irrelevant. But every year, they're on national TV a handful of times because they win, right? They were on a trajectory after the Sean Alexander years with Matt Hasselbeck of ineptitude. They had a top five pick. Remember, they spent a pick on Aaron Curry. Pete Carroll gets there. They're seven and nine, seven and nine. They could have easily taken a nosedive and and gone into irrelevance. But they had stability at quarterback, finally, at head coach. Clearly, John Schneider pulled the right kind of strings in terms of personnel. And they've earned this. And the Cardinals can conceivably do the same. And when the Cardinals were humming with Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer, they got selected for an Amazon series. They were on national TV games consistently Monday night football Sunday night football so uh, I can I can get the frustration of course I want the access right I want the unfilteredness I love what the the team site does that's great but a lot of that's just fluff to pump up you know players that otherwise you know we don't get a, a great view at this is a scenario in which if the Cardinals rattle off three straight 10 win plus win seasons they will be the bell of the ball once again they just I mean, quite frankly, I think they're a great watch. They're one of the best watches in the NFL in terms of the, the games on Sundays. But I mean, like the nat the the you know, my wife's friends, for instance, they don't they don't know who Byron Murphy is no. yet, right? They don't know who Chase Edmonds is yet. They don't know that DJ Humphreys is slowly becoming a, a top tier left tackle. You know, the general public knows who Amari Cooper is. They know who Zeke is, and of course Dak Prescott, and even some of their lesser tier talents. Like, I would much rather have Isaiah Simmons coming into this year than Jalen Smith, uh, their inside linebacker. But, again, the, the gravitas of the Cowboys, it's, you know, the Cardinals can't compete with that. No. It was always going to be tough. It's it's undeniable, no doubt about it. But uh, And it also, with this little part of it, uh, if the Arizona Cardinals make the playoffs, they're not going to be eligible next year. You know, it's uh, this was this was an opportunity. If they're, if they're up for hard knocks next year – uh, probably not rally, you know, rooting for it as much as I was this season. I think this, this was, right. they're on the cusp of something special. I thought it could have maybe helped a guy like Cliff Kingsbury change the narrative around him if people could get a, kind of get a glimpse of why the players love K2. Uh, but we won't get that. We won't. Uh, but now they can focus. You know, a lot of people didn't want hard knocks. You know, as much as, uh, you know, I'm a guy pounding the table for it, a lot of people see it as, kind of a negative and, and something that can be a distraction and 
you know, when was the last time a Hard Knocks team really did anything and, and made a, a true run in the postseason? I see your point there, and now the Arizona Cardinals don't necessarily have to deal with that. Talk about players that are kind of under the radar as far as from the national perspective. Christian Kirk, he enters his fourth season. He talked to Gordon Morning Football the other day, what he said, how he's gearing up for year four, and what he said about his mentor, his friend, Larry Legend, Larry Fitzgerald. Any ideas if Larry's coming back? We'll get into that. It's Locked On Cardinals, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Johnny Venerable from Revenge of the Birds. We march on right after this. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season in full swing. You can track all the action on Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your cell, and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as your team makes its run in the playoffs, Suns, in the finals. Get in, build your stack with the Suns, get ready for football season. Head to the website, betonline.ag, use your cell, sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We see you there, Giraffe Sports in History, saying he's the only Connecticut Cardinals fan. We appreciate it. Everybody that tunes in to this podcast, listens, watches. Marshall Patriots fan. Huh? <laughs> why isn't, why... If you're living in Connecticut, I need an explanation on that. Why you're not a Patriots fan? You were hand, you were hand, you know, gifted twenty years of relevancy. I don't get it. I appreciate it though. The the Patriots are just filthy. They're just filthy, and they're cheaters, and they're hard to root for. Is your mic's turned off? Still would have done it. Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable, Alex Clancy. Johnny, what's going on? Revenge of the Birds. It's slow season, man. What are you talking about these days? It is. You know, we got a lot of good stuff. You know, a lot of it's tying back to the Suns' success and can the Cardinals emulate that. Got a phenomenal new writer writing for us that uh, I'm sure you guys would love to connect with, Damian, who wrote an article about the the importance of, of Dennis Gardeck a lot of great uh, screen captures talking about how if he bounces back from injury uh, and returns to form, he's somebody that um, the general public, again, not familiar with, but could be a factor. So check out Damien's article on our site. Uh, but yeah, all of our writers do a phenomenal job uh, and we are gearing up for this fall. That's for sure. Are you ready for this little fun fact that we learned last night? Uh, <laughs> speaking of Dennis Gardeck, Alex, you remember this? Joseph uh, was mentioning that uh, the Cardinal rule that if Dennis Gardeck had as many pass rush attempts as Hassan Reddick last year, he would have. Uh, <laughs> he was projected for thirty-six and a half sacks. That's how efficient <laughs> he was. Seven and a half sacks in what? Just under eighty pass rush attempts. Dennis Gardeck was uh, historically efficient getting to the quarterback last year. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are going to do it, but as far as their pass rush group this year, you have to be excited about it. Obviously, the addition of J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones coming back from the bicep injury, Marcus Golden back in the fold. Um, you know, hopefully Josh Allen as he enters is it his third season out of Boston College? I think there's uh, there was a lot of hype surrounding him uh, coming into the league. He hasn't really tapped into that that potential, but it'd be nice to see. Um, Another guy entering his uh, fourth season for the Arizona Cardinals, Christian Kirk. He talked to Good Morning Football the other day. He said all the right things. Everything you want to hear from a guy motivated, wants to help the team take the next step in this rebuild, get to the postseason, and also be more consistent. But he also mentioned 
Alex and Johnny, that uh, he doesn't know what his buddy Larry Fitzgerald is going to do. This is what he said. Quote, you never know with Fitzy. He's kind of taken his time a little longer this year, but he's done it like this in the past where he takes his time and kind of does his own thing and then he'll decide. So we'll see. We, I, I just haven't heard any like true definitive answer or idea of whether or not Larry Fitzgerald's coming back. Anybody have any thoughts on this? Is anybody willing to go out on a limb? I think Alex is on what Larry Legend's going to decide for the 2021 season. I mean, Bo, it was, what did I say? Mid-March was the latest we had heard up until this point when he determined either mid-February, mid-March. Um, I, I don't think it matters. Like I, I would, you would love to have him back. Of course, Larry Fitzgerald wearing number 11 on Sundays for the Cardinals. Absolutely. But if he chooses to retire, the Cardinals are already set with what they're going to do. I mean, if Larry Fitzgerald's come back, let's completely remove from Twitter, social media, talking about this, Larry Fitzgerald's going to play tight end for the Cardinals. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> okay. I brought it up in like February as a joke. Yeah. And then we started having conversations about it. I'm like, okay, that's not going to happen. Number one. Number two, Larry Fitzgerald would most likely be wide receiver four a or wide receiver five, mm-hmm. depending on snaps. I mean, I'm assuming Rondo Moore, if healthy, is going to be on the field a lot. And you have Christian Kirk, who's going to be on the field a lot in four wide receiver sets, especially if they are if they don't have a damn tight end come week one that's a pass-catching tight end. A.J. Green's going to get a lot more targets than you think he will at this point. He could average between seven and ten targets a game because there's such a black hole in talent from the wide receiver room not named DeAndre Hopkins. So would I like to see him back? Sure. Do I think he's going to come back? No. Does it matter to me really for on-the-field production? No, it doesn't anymore, unfortunately. Did you guys know that the Cardinals for four consecutive off-seasons used a second-round pick on a wide receiver, and they have one capable? Now, Rondell Moore, we're all excited about. We haven't played football in, in two years. It's interesting. Uh my podcasting brother, Blake Murphy, sent me a, a piece of information yesterday from, I believe it was, Underdog Fantasy's Hayden Winks and that Larry Fitzgerald, um, and these are you know advanced metrics, so use them as you will, but he was one of the worst uh, receivers against man coverage in the NFL last year. Hmm. And then you watch his play, and he struggled, right? And Cliff Kingsbury's offense, say what you want about it, is built off of yards after catch. And that is not Larry's forte. I mean, he is a catch the ball, get down kind of player right now. And for all the horizontal passing that they do in this offense, that's just, that can't support Larry Fitzgerald playing significant snaps for the Cardinals this year. And so what I would say to the fan base is that it's the perfect time to transition. They have a, a gluttony of options, albeit, you know, not great. You know, the Isabellas of the world. We'll see Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk in year four. I love Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is somebody when he's on, he's an impact player for them. But he also, I believe, ended the season, the last six games he played with roughly 250 yards receiving. I mean, he disappears for long stretches, not of games, of the season. And so it's unfortunate that we're having this conversation because if Kirk was a, a bona fide stud, second round pick, and Isabella had emerged as just giving you something, not even comparable to DK Metcalf, but something, I think we'd all be like, they're in a good place, Larry can ride off into the sunset. But I think a lot of the temptation of people bringing back Larry is the fact that there's there's so much unproven 
you know, ness of, of the group. And, and Alex, you mentioned AJ green. It's like, they felt like they had to bring in AJ green because they were so mediocre at times at that position. And Isabel is inactive for the, you know, the, the a fourth of the season last year. And they just had to make him active in week 17 because Larry was out. So I just think that it's always difficult to move on from an icon, a legend within your franchise and he is, he is the Arizona Cardinals. He's the, he's the greatest player in franchise history. This was always going to be a difficult decision, especially when you consider, like, if the statistics had supported Larry playing another year and Larry walked away, that's easier for us to, you know, come to terms with, go out, go out uh, goes out on his own terms. Um, Larry did not play well last year. Right. Larry Fitzgerald has been paid, on average, eight figures for the last, what, half decade plus? And so it's a big time transition to say, okay, Larry, you're maybe the fourth or fifth best receiver on the roster and we're going to pay you the vet minimum. I don't know how those conversations go, but I know this is a salary cap league. This is a make or break year for the Cardinals. You can't, and again, this is where fans push back. You can't give out charity contracts, not in the NFL. This is not major league baseball where you have an unlimited salary cap and you can bring back icons and let them ride on the bench. I mean, the Cardinals have to win games this year. And with Larry Fitzgerald not playing special teams, right, the cap is already tight. They don't have a receiving tight end. Larry's not moving to tight end. They've invested four consecutive second-round picks on receiver from Kirk to Hopkins, Isabella, Rondell Moore now, bringing in A.J. Green. They've turned over that position multiple times. It's like you gotta you got to cut the cord at some point. I And I think the decision's already been made. Would I appreciate – Fitzgerald releasing a couple sentence statement because he's not going to want the press conference. I would, because I think that, and again, this is my opinion, all this speculation with Fitz does not fit his, I don't know, kind of personality and mantra over his, you know, illustrious career, handing the ball off to the official, not celebrating. Right. But now it's like the will he won't, he speculation just kind of lingering over the team right now. And maybe it's not, maybe the team knows, but like, I don't, I don't know what that what that's supposed to do. I don't know like what that means. Like why why is that necessary? If he's going to play, then say he's coming back, but he's going to take some time off to get his body right until training camp. And if he's done playing, then he's done playing. Or if he wants to play for somebody else, let him play for somebody else. I don't know what this is supposed to accomplish right now. It's tough. It's sobering. It's a conversation that I think a lot of us have been avoiding all off season long because you know the the. The stats are there. We did watch it, you know, unfold before our eyes each and every week last year. He only played 13 games. He was able to keep his uh, catch streak going. Um, but yeah, as far as his impact on the field, I mean, he's the opposite of the Yak Bros. He's the anti Yak Bro. He's just he's he's reliable for to go out there and, and make the catch if it's in his general vicinity. But outside of that, you know, especially in Cliff Kingsbury's offense, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, I I don't I, I I don't know. I'm not ready. You know, to say goodbye. <laughs> I don't know. But at the same time, it's just like when you look at what this team needs to accomplish and what where they need to be, come, you know, how important training camp's going to be and how important the preseason's going to be and how important it is to develop these young receivers. I don't, I, I don't know if that get it doesn't get in the way. You know, I think that's a conversation we, uh, we absolutely probably should have in the future here because I don't know if we're going to have, I mean, the a decision could come down at any moment now. I mean, we could get a press release from the Cardinals at any moment I, saying one I way or the other. I want to quickly say, they convinced A.J. Green to come here because they told him he was going to get meaningful snaps. Like, Alex is right. 
He may not produce, but he's going to get opportunities to produce. Christian Kirk's in a contract here. He's moving to the slot. Like, he's getting valuable snaps, and you have to play Rondell Moore. So it's like, what's left? Right. There's And then Keyshawn Johnson deserves an opportunity to contribute after how he finished the season last year. And then you still got Isabella hanging around. So it's there's just not a place for him. In my opinion, there's just not a place for him. Let's wrap up real quick. Question about the Arizona Cardinals safety group. Is it the best in the division? We're going to debate that before we get out of here, send you to the weekend. First, Alex, tell me about Rock Auto. Yeah, um, rockauto.com is pretty cool. I work from home now, so I don't like to leave when I don't have to, especially when it's 115 degrees outside. And rockauto.com facilitates that for you. It's a family-owned business. They've been around for 20 years. Um, You don't have to go to a chain storefront. And when Bo does that, he makes an ass out of himself and says, hey, I don't know where anything is. Can you help me? And there are people that laugh at him because he's a 37-year-old man and doesn't know <laughs> wow. his way around a chain storefront. And you could you know, replace him with me in that story because we're one and the same when it comes to that. RockAuto.com makes everything easy. Tail lamps, paint, carpet, whatever. RockAuto.com, it's at your fingertips. The prices are reliably low. The prices are the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers so you don't get upcharged just because you know, you're not buying in bulk, which is great. Uh, amazing selection, reliably low prices. Go to rockauto.com, uh, type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. But I'm also hungry, Bo, and I have one left. Um, I don't know what flavor of Bilt Bar I should buy next are you you're rationing your built bars is that what's going on i have to well you can I have to. save some cash when you go to builtbar.com you can save 15 percent in your next order just use the promo code locked 15 and for the summer for a limited time they've got their best they're really good flavors orange and strawberry to go along with their nine flavors you can always rely upon coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate and salted caramel there's something for everyone and you don't cut corners as far as nutrition each flavor has at least 17 grams of muscle packing protein 130 calories four grams of sugar and just four grams of net carbs do it right now go to builtbar.com taste the best tasting protein bar on the market use the promo code save some money locked 15 you'll get 15 percent off your first order using the promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at BuiltBar.com. All right, quick conversation here as we wrap things up here on Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network. Johnny Venerable from Revenge of the Birds. Make sure you're following along at Johnny Venerable. Follow his co-host, Blake Murphy. He's verified, just like Alex Clancy. They're having a little party. What, did you guys get together? Was it a was it a, just a two party for two? Did you guys go out to like Stake 44 and celebrate the new blue check marks? You know what? Johnny's here. We can't really talk about wow. it. Wow. I'm, I'm not going to, Johnny, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> as somebody who's been verified, it means absolute jack. Yeah, because you got handed it to you before it mattered. You were given as like a, a Christmas before ornament before you earned it. Before they were. My, <laughs> my time will come. Uh, I, I believe my, believe in my heart of hearts that, that my time will come. It's being reviewed. Yeah. Uh, it's been reviewed for, for some time. Um, so if you're listening, verification, Twitter, yep. um, you know, I'm available if you have any questions. Uh, my work is legitimate, uh, as is Bo and Alex's. But no, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm happy for Alex. I'm happy for Blake. Uh, and yeah, it's all in good fun. I don't think I would ever. I don't think I would ever say like, "Hey, I'm happy for you. You got that blue check mark." I just couldn't. I I don't. I don't know. It, it's nothing against. I know it's important to Alex, but I just don't care about the blue check mark that much. I feel silly saying any- that. 
Yeah, it's not as much anymore. Like the first couple days, I'm like, oh, this is sweet. This is sweet. Well, I'm just making you feel better. I'm making Johnny feel better. I'm trying to keep the family here. Are you telling your your potential tender dates that you are are verified on Twitter? (laughs) The first thing I say. (laughs) All right. First thing I say, that's that's my about me section. What's uh, verified? I'm kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. All right, real quick. (laughs) Arizona Cardinals safety room is the best in the division. Anybody have any thoughts on that? Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, I think so. You know, they have the best safety, so you already have to give them a leg up. I don't consider Jamal Adams a safety. He's an off-ball linebacker. He's a dollar linebacker. I think the safeties in San Francisco are solid. Tarts, you know, former second-rounder, right? Jimmy Ward's a former late first-round pick. Those guys have hit the open market a couple times. They get modest one- to two-year deals, by their current team. Buda Baker, if he were to hit the open market, would be courted by 31 other teams. He would be given um, an obscene amount of money. He changes games. Tart, Jaquiski Tart and Jimmy Ward, I think benefited greatly from the pressure from that front four, from that front seven two years ago. And both of them played average football last year. I think one or both were hurt. So I don't consider, and I also think, and I told you guys this off air, Jalen Thompson is on their level when he's healthy. I've seen enough of Jalen Thompson. He's entering year three. He was hurt last year. He, he can give you what those guys um, And, again, the the situation in, in Seattle I don't think is is worth mo- monitoring because I think Jamal Adams is a, is a box safety at best. Now, um, you know, it's interesting. The, the L.A. Rams, you know, I like Taylor Rapp. He was a second-round pick in 2019. He's only getting better, but is he on Buda Baker's level? I, I think if you ask any casual NFL fan who has the best safety in the NFL, a lot of them would pick Arizona because of Buda Baker. Okay, Jordan Fuller is a good, a good, you know, six-round pick a couple years ago for the for the Rams, but I just think that the impact of Buda supersedes, you know, the the quantity of just solid safety play in the division. And again, Jamal Adams does not cover. He can't cover. Buda Baker now has a completely well, well-rounded game. While he doesn't intercept every pass, he had a couple picks last year for the first time in his NFL career. He can do tackle behind, behind the line of scrimmage, can obviously sack the quarterback. I just think his presence, even when you throw somebody in like, like a Jalen Thompson, and I think Deontay Thompson is ascending as well, I think by the end of next season, assuming those guys stay healthy, they will have the unquestioned best safety group in, in the division. You know, it's interesting because we talk about the wide receiver groups, Bo, and it's kind of the same. I think Buda Baker is the best safety in the division, like DeAndre Hopkins is the best safety in the division, but I'd rather have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, just like I'd rather have Jamal Adams and Quandry Dix. I mean, because listen, this is solely predicated on the, on, upon the fact that Jalen Thompson is an injury concern. He has injury concerns. And... I know that the COVID year was weird last year also, but although Buda Baker is there, I still would take Seattle and and their one-two punch, regardless of what Jamal Adams can or can't do in coverage. I mean, he's a linebacker. I mean, what he does rushing the passer supersedes what Buda Baker does rushing the passer, even though Buda Baker is great at it, especially for his size, and he's one of the biggest hitting safeties. I mean, he's a Bob Sanders. You know, he's a guy that's way too small to be able to hit that big. And... I mean, that's where I'm at. I would put them one, two. 
Seattle and then Cardinals. Seattle better be. I mean, what they've invested in Jamal Adams, I mean, as far as draft capital and what they're going to have to pay him, I mean, he better be the best safety. I mean, what he showed last year was he had to be their uh, their their sack presence or just get their you know opposing quarterbacks off the spot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Arizona Cardinals as far as just their overall, you know, uh, what they can do, the different variety and, and how diverse their safety group can be. And they're about as deep as they get in the division. And they made sure that they're never going to experience what they did in Carolina last season where they were just depleted the position. And it possibly it made Teddy Bridgewater look really, really good, which is unfortunate. Look, we're, uh, we're running long here. We've had a great week of shows. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts wherever you find your podcasts. Follow Johnny Venerable on Twitter. Read his work, RevengeOfTheBirds.com. Listen to him and Blake on the Revenge of the Birds pod. Follow Alex Clancy at Clancy Corner. Follow me, B-O-B-R-A-C-K. We'll be back with you on Monday. Have, well, actually, we'll be back with you on Tuesday. We're taking Monday off for the holiday. Have a great July 4th weekend. We'll talk to you guys next week.